credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Vitruvian Man podcast. I'm your host, Zach Schenken. At the time of recording this, it's November 22nd, which is a Tuesday. So we're coming up in two days on Thanksgiving for 2022. And so I felt it apt to discuss a topic that is relevant to the day of Thanksgiving. Um, Whether you celebrate it or not, um, barring its history, I think it is consistently a time that we gather and have a forced excuse to reflect kind of much like New Year's. You know, I touched on New Year's before and I'll probably do some sort of New Year's episode in the coming months, but it's another time to force you to sit down um, in a context with the people that you care about and reflect on the things that you're thankful for and, you know, thankful and grateful and often are used interchangeably. I wanted to talk about the power of gratitude, the power of being grateful, how it's changed my life, how I implement it in my day-to-day, and why I think we should make an effort to be more grateful on a consistent basis, and how it can really, really change your mindset. I know Thanksgiving specifically, when you think of it, can bring up a lot of mixed emotions for a lot of people. Some extremely happy, nostalgic, you know, the good food, the good time, the football games, um, the turning of the weather, all those kinds of positives, but it can also bring pain for some people. I think There's the history of the day itself. There's also every year potentially having one less person at the at the table if you're losing loved ones. There could also be, you know, interfamily issues, tensions, the horrible political debates, all that kind of stuff. So it brings with it a combination of the good and the bad. In in that way, it's a smaller reflection of life at whole. And I think it's a great example of life too. You're presented with both the good and the bad, and you can choose to focus on the bad and the tension and the discomfort and oh you know uncle so-and-so he's got to ramble about politics and really go off and step on his little soapbox and you can focus on the things that make you annoyed or you can focus on the things that bring you value and that you can be grateful for not everyone has the chance to gather for thanksgiving not everyone has the chance to have access to the food not everyone has the access to a family to sit down with so while you may prefer their behavior to be different be grateful that you have them. I think gratitude is powerful for a number of reasons. First off, it is its present state. And I know I've talked about kind of the difference between being focused on the past, focused on the present, and focused on the future. Past being a depressive state. You know, it's outside of your control and you're just constantly focused on what was, whether it was a poor experience in the past or a good one. You're lamenting that it's no longer good or you're stressed and and trapped in the pain of the past and that's depressive. And then anxiety lies in, I don't have control over what's going to come and I'm nervous, worried, whatever. But being present state, focusing on only what you can control is where we should try to spend most of our mental and physical time. And I think gratitude is is grounding in that because it's not focused on what we want, what we don't have. Or what we did had and we lost, but it is exactly looking at what do I have right here? What can I be extremely grateful for in the moment right now? I think to go along with that, like I kind of said, it gratitude helps you come back to where you are and what you have as opposed to where you're going. And as someone who is extremely goal oriented, I want 
and will achieve a lot in my life and aspire to these things and have plans and plans in place to really go and achieve a lot, I can often myself get in the place where I'm very future focused and a lot of my time and attention is on, man, I wish I had this, man, I, you know, focused on getting, you know, I want to get to my first 10K a month, my first 20K a month, 30, 40, whatever. I want to get to a million. And it's kind of an ever moving goalpost. We've talked about that before pursuing what this concept of better is. And I think it's a noble pursuit. It's one, it's one worth chasing, but if you always live in the future, you're always worried, focused on what you don't have, you'll always be in a state of lack. Gratitude is a state of abundance. It's like, I have exactly what I need. I have all of what I need right now. I don't need anything more than the moment because what I have is the moment. I'm alive and I'm breathing. If you're listening to this, you're more than likely have access to technology to consume it on, a meal that fed you for this day, a job that pays you. And I can't speak to your specific circumstance, but certainly there are things in your life, regardless of where you fall on the socioeconomic ladder, that you can be grateful for. The fact that you're hearing this right now means that you have the ability to hear. I think a good way to always ground yourself is kind of be reductionist. Look at the very simple things that are kind of taken for granted or kind of steady state in your life that you never think about. Like for instance, that, like listening to a podcast or watching it if you're watching it, you have the ability to do so. Some people are t- stripped of that ability or never had it from the time they were born. That's pretty incredible. I talk, I've talked about before going to the gym and then seeing somebody there in a wheelchair. The ability just to walk there is a privilege in and of itself. So take that seriously. Be grateful for the ability to do so. I've talked about before the school of Stoic philosophy and how important it is to myself and how important I think it can be to many other people. And I encourage you to study it and take from its teachings, but I'm a big quote person. The Stoics were kind of the philosophers of the the pithy quote. And Seneca specifically has a lot of quotes on and about wealth, abundance. And I think it ties very well into gratitude. And gratitude has this ability, this power to make you instantly rich, wealthy, and abundant the second you decide to be. Meaning, It's completely how you frame it. Like everything we've talked about, you can be focused on what you don't have, but what you don't have will always be infinite. There's only one wealthiest, but then every other human on earth has lack thereof. There's always somebody else. And and the magnitude is huge when you're on the more normal end of the spectrum. There's so many people that have more money, more access, more whatever. And if you're super goal-oriented and you're always focused on how do I get to that? How do I get to that? How do I get? You live and cultivate this sense of lack. And this is, I'm touching on, you know, material stuff, but I think it's also equally important in the people in your life. When will I find that perfect person? Why don't I have somebody in my life? Like if you, if you're, if you're a single person out there and you're always focused on, I don't have that person in my life. I wish I had this person in my life. Well, that radiating that sense of lack, that need, it's like an insecurity. It's an energy that you're going to put out there. And you're not going to find the person that you want to be with because of that energy. But if you focus on what you do have, I'm well, I'm okay, I'm working on myself, it's going to be all right. That person is going to come into my life when the time is right. That's when they'll walk in. Not when you're looking, but when you're satisfied entirely. Because when you come from a place of need, it's going to be stripped of you. Everything that you chase is going to run away, whether that's goals, people, etc., And so gratitude is a way to just never be chasing, to always return to center, return to 
what you do have. A really powerful quote from Seneca is, being poor is not having too little, it's in wanting more. Similarly, Epictetus, almost a rephrase of the same thing, says, wealth consists in not having great possessions, but in having few wants. The idea that being poor is not in at all what you have or don't have, but in the desire of wanting anything different than the state that you're in. If you didn't want it, then you don't have lack. It's really hard to say as someone who wants a lot. I, I want a lot. I want to be in a different position than I am. I want to be far more successful, in air quotes, for those that are just listening, because success is an internally driven metric. But I want a lot out of life. I want so much more than I have. And so gratitude for me, I have to continually return to it. it. It has to be a grounding force in my life. And it has reaped so much positivity in my mental state and my contentness with life. Because along the journey, it's going to be long as you work towards especially large goals that you set for yourself. It's going to take time, six, eight, 10 months, a year, two years, a decade, depending on the goal. So being able to sustain the path the day in and the day out, you have to be okay with what those days look like. Now we've talked about routine setting and also 80-20, like you want to make sure that your days are set up, that you're doing the stuff you like and less of the stuff you don't. So there, there's stuff, levers you can pull there to make the day-to-day better, but also a lever you can pull is just being grateful for what you have. And I don't encourage you playing the comparison game, but it's a, it's a way to also be grateful, like I talked about. If you, you're listening to this, you have the ability to hear others don't. Seneca has another quote, see how many are better off than you, but consider how many are worse. You can spend all the time looking at the people above you, but remember to look at the people below you, quote unquote, or with less than you have. If you're making 50K a year and you're like, God, I wish I was making 100, well, think about the people that are struggling to make 20. They're struggling to make 10 that barely have enough to feed themselves on a day-to-day. Those people would kill, literally kill to be in your position. So be grateful for where you are and know that in time, if you work for it, you'll get to where you want to be, but be grateful that you're at at the step that you are. And then when you make the next 10K or whatever, and again, the financial, the material is what I'll return to because I think we spend a lot of mental time towards it, but this can also be in the spiritual. I want to be more present. It can be in the physical. I want to be more flexible. I want to be more fit. Well, be happy with where you are. I'm healthier than I was yesterday. I'm healthier than other people are, and I'm moving towards becoming a healthier version of myself as opposed to, I wish I was there, or I need to get to this goal. I need to get to this specific weight. I wish I was stronger. I wish blah, blah, blah. Don't focus on the the, the lack and the, or the gap between where you want to be and where you are. Focus on the distance you've already gone, where you were and where you are now. That is a way to exercise gratitude. Kamara Usman, who's a UFC champion and fighter, he was on a podcast and I heard this clip and he shared a story about something his mom always told him. And she said to him that when life gets hard and you're caught up in your own troubles and worried and upset and you feel like you have it hard. Imagine everybody in the room, everybody you know, everybody in the world even, throwing all of their problems into a pile on the floor. And she said, you would take yours back and go running and screaming. And it's really powerful because like, as hard as you think you have it, people are going through some hard shit, shit you wouldn't trade for. 100% your issues are yours to bear, but be glad that they're yours because other people have different different and worse crosses to bear and they're dealing with it every single day. So be grateful for the challenges 
that you have. And instead of asking for less, just ask to be stronger. Don't ask for the easier life. Just ask to be more capable and continuing through the life that you do have. And back to the Thanksgiving thing, use this this week, this year's Thanksgiving. I don't know when you hear this, but if you're coming up on Thanksgiving when you hear this, I challenge you that when you sit down for that meal, for that day with your family, try to be as present as possible. Don't think about the tasks you have to get done the next week at work or oh, this time could be more productive or I wish I was with my girlfriend or my, my cool friends instead of my family. But try to be as present as possible. Be like, I'm glad I'm with my mom and dad or just my mom or just my dad or my brothers or cousin, whoever you're with. Be grateful you're with them there because your time with them isn't promised. It's not forever, especially if they're like an older person in your life. You're not going to have infinitely many more Thanksgivings with them. And as emotionally hard as it can be, and trust me, I get it. It is not always hard to return, especially... If you're a young person listening to this, like myself, you're highly driven, highly motivated, you're moving with velocity, life goes, you're making decisions, everything's under your control, and then you go back home and it feels like things are slow, and it's frustrating to talk to your parents sometimes because of the mindsets that they have, and you've designed your life differently because you think you're whatever, and so it can get hard, and to be tied up in their issues and all this stuff, it's a lot of baggage, and it's easy, it's so, so easy to fall into that. But my challenge to you is to just be present and be grateful for what you have because there will come a time where you don't have a Thanksgiving with them, where they're not with you anymore and you'll be wishing for it back. And I say these words not from a place of perfection, but quite frankly, as almost a reminder to myself, I'm going to have to edit this back in the first place to see it and then hopefully can return to it in the future as a reminder to self to be grateful and to stop trying to want something that isn't the way it is constantly wanting to change and manipulate the environment to be the way that you want it to be. Sometimes things just are, and that is okay. So I think it can be clearly seen, and obviously I've touched on so far why being grateful is important, kind of the power there. But I also think it's important with things like gratitude, which is this very amorphous concept, that there is also with it actionable steps and tactics that can be used to apply it to the day-to-day. I think gratitude specifically, because of how easy it is to fall into routine, to fall into taking for granted, you need to be practicing it daily. Gratitude isn't just, I'll remember it every once in a while. I really do think you have to force yourself to be grateful, to step back, to pause, and be reflective. We've talked about how powerful the human mind is, and it's really helpful when you're trying to automate routines for productivity, But it's also the double edge of that sword is that we forget to be right here and recognize how amazing some of the things that are happening around us are. The fact that you woke up and saw the sunrise, the fact that you breathe fresh air, that you have the ability to listen, the ability to see, the ability to speak, whatever it may be. And it's the really simple stuff that can really give you perspective that'll help you see My problems just aren't that big when compared to what I do have. So one thing I suggest you do, it's something that I'm have more recently reincorporated. I did it for a while, had let the kind of habit slip, but I'm trying to force myself to do it a lot more is start your day. The first thing you do every single day, writing down three things you're grateful for and rules, I guess, for the structure to make this continually meaningful versus something that again, gets kind of automated by your brain 
is don't allow them to be one repeated on the day-to-day. Never have two days in a row where you are grateful for the same thing because you're always going to be thankful for your health, your family, the sun rising, things like that. Those can be generic and the more times you say them, they'll start losing the meaning. And those things are amazing. So you can write those down sometimes, but don't repeat yourself, one. And two, try to be as specific and uncommon as you can. So don't look for the very cursory thing. While you can be grateful for the roof over your head or the bed you sleep in or your mom or your dad or your your partner, whatever, try to be really, really specific. I'm grateful for the softness of my pillowcase. I'm grateful for the tingle I get when I drink my morning coffee. I'm grateful for the ability to focus deeply on my work. I'm grateful for my partner and their specific attention to my needs. I'm thankful for one specific song that I listened to yesterday. I'm grateful for the opportunity to go to work today. I'm thankful for, and the list goes on and on and on, but try to be so, so granular and specific because that sets this amazing frame that everything around you is this environment of abundance. Everything you see and touch is abundantly yours and more than many, many other people have. I mean, even as I'm looking and recording this, right? Like I'm looking into the camera, but it's backlit by computer monitors. I'm thankful for having access to a computer and a keyboard that I can type on, my ability to type my thoughts and communicate and share to others, this microphone that I'm able to talk to, record into, and then put out into the world. It's all these things that are just around you and they're fixed and they're normal. The desk that even the camera and computer is sitting on, the books that are here, the lessons I've learned from those books, this glass of water that is allowing me to be hydrated, the electrolytes that I put in the water that are helping me be hydrated, my notebook over here that I've written my morning gratitudes in and have my daily plan of what I'm working on, my phone, not just for the ability to entertain me, for me to communicate my ideas to the world and build a business and access the wealth of information and knowledge, the culmination of human understanding at my fingertips, the modern library of Alexandria is behind a single Google search and I have access to it and you have access to it. How amazing is that? But how often do you think of it? Probably not that much. And even I don't. I'm thinking about it because I'm kind of rambling right now and I'm thinking about gratitude and things to be grateful for. But it's unbelievable the things that are around us and we can be grateful for. Be grateful for the ability to have and articulate thoughts. Receive them. Listening to this podcast, you're hearing my thoughts and you're formulating responses to them, whether you externalize them or keep them inside. You're storing the memory for later to hopefully incorporate into your Thanksgiving in a few days and potentially into a daily practice. So that's one piece of tactical advice is start the day with three gratitudes. It could even just be one. Be as reductionist as you want, but be very, very intentional and meaningful with it. And a quick point on that as well is that you're starting your day with it rather than ending. And I think that's important. I think it's important to do it at all. So if, if, you're, if you can only really fit it in at night, do it at night. But starting your day with it frames the rest of your day from an abundant point of view instead of immediately waking up and thinking about all the things you don't have. I don't have the mansion. I don't, I don't live on the beach. I have to go to work. All this negative, negative, negative. You used to say, I have. I am full. I'm content. These are the things that I already have access to. The rest of your day will be much lighter and much more filled with gratitude. It sets a precedent for things to be grateful for. It's both psychologically grounded as well as kind of somewhat spiritually. And then my second point of tactical advice is a technological one. I alluded to the power of the internet and the cell phone. And I've talked before on this podcast about curating your information diet, leveraging the power of the internet and social media 
as a tool to help your life and augment it instead of just numbing and entertaining you. But another tool that I think is super helpful is you have your phone on you every day, you're gonna check it, but it has a lot of unique capabilities that we don't really get to weaponize. One of them being reminders. We can use them for mundane things like I need to get groceries, I need to do the laundry, I need to email so-and-so this thing about work, blah, blah, blah. And that's very helpful, it's very tactical. We can go into all sorts of productivity stuff there. But taken from a more personal perspective, you can use reminders as the little nudges you need to be grateful. And so there's two things. One, I have a reminder on my phone every morning that tells me to do go to a save note in my phone and have the note articulate my affirmations to me. So that is a reminder to do something that I know will serve me. That's one thing. And there's gratitudes written within that. And two, every day as my workday is winding down, a reminder goes off on my phone before I go to the gym. And you can set it before whenever your gym time is, whether that's morning, night, middle of the day, whatever. I have one in there that says, thank your body before going to the gym. You can express your gratitude to whoever. It could be God, the universe, but be grateful for the ability to do so. I am th- So every single day I get the reminder on my phone and I leave it there until I remember to sit with myself, whether it's on my walk to the gym, when I'm changing into my clothes, or even in the first set, oh shoot, it's still on my phone, I'll pick it up to change the song and it's still there on the phone, little reminder, it hasn't gone away. It says, thank your body. And so I sit there and quietly I'm like, thank you body for, for letting me be able to do the work, be healthy, feel good, and move towards the goals that I'm trying to set for myself. And it sounds kind of goofy, but the amount of fulfillment it brings me, and that, that's an example, but you can use the reminders in your phone to kick you and nudge you for whatever it is. Set it before every meal time. That's maybe something I should incorporate as well. Every time before you eat, be thankful for that meal, whether you express the gratitude to God, to the food, to yourself for preparing it. Be grateful for the food you eat. That way it's nourishing you not only physically, but also mentally and spiritually. So phone reminders can be super, super powerful. And you can tailor them to be specific times of the day for specific reasons. But you can even go into the app and set intermittent random reminders. Like, reminder, sit up straight and be grateful for the day that you have or that you woke up another day. Just those little reminders because, again, our brain is so good at habit building. It takes energy to do conscious things. So our brain is constantly, the way it's evolved, it's trying to automate routines, less thinking, more doing because it's trying to save those calories for you know previously what would have been surprise and dangerous tasks like avoiding predators hunting etc but now we're left with the evolutionary consequences of all that some of them amazing some of them bad so we need to with gratitude don't let yourself get automated don't be the drone that takes everything for granted live in a a state of gratitude and your life will be met with abundance. I also think from a more spiritual perspective, you will be given more of what you express genuine gratitude for and less of what you desire and lack. Like I said, everything you chase runs away from you and will always run away from you because you're chasing it. But if you're still and present and grateful, more will be given on to you. So I think that concludes most of my thoughts on gratitude. This is definitely a a shorter one, but one I wanted to put out, especially with the timely holiday coming upon us with Thanksgiving. However you celebrate, whether you celebrate or not, I think unanimously, it's a time to take a step back. It's an excuse to be thankful, be grateful, and especially pour into those people in your life that are special. Something I've tried to do and continue to try to do is anytime a thought 
of a person in your life comes to mind, shoot them a text or give them a call right then. Don't leave the excuse because so many of us be like, oh man, I haven't talked to so-and-so in so long. I need to text them, but, but they don't do anything about it. And I'm just as guilty as anyone else. But every time somebody comes to mind for whatever it is, you hear a song and you're like, oh, me and so-and-so used to listen to that in college. Or, oh, I remember, I remember so-and-so loved this kind of food. Shoot them a text. Just say, hey, I'm eating this and I thought of you. Hope you're well. Keep it super brief. I think the only caveat is, you know, obviously you don't want to be reaching out to ex-partners. There has to be kind of a healthy limit there. But for as much as it's kind of a platonic relationship and or, you know, a healthy relationship that you have with someone that was in the previous part of your life, reach out to them. Think about how amazing it would be to receive something like that. And you've probably, you may have received something like that, but if you haven't, picture getting a text from somebody you completely kind of forgot about or has kind of stepped out of your life and they're, hey, I'm thinking about you. That's amazing energy from them to you. And to be able to give that gift to somebody for zero cost to you, the cost of a single quick text, hey, I'm thinking about you, that's an amazing gift to give someone, an amazing way to express gratitude to the world for that person, for whatever they gave you. And so the biggest thing I think in this holiday season, and I guess the call to action, the challenge is be grateful to those around you for the role that they play, have played, or will play in your life. And you will be rewarded for that with more of their presence and more of their energy and more of them giving to you. And when that time does come that they're no longer in your life, whether it was for a phase or they pass or you part ways, whatever it may be, you won't look back with any ounce of regret. I wish I was more grateful or I didn't realize what I had when I had it. Instead, you'll be content and again, grateful for everything that they gave you. That's all I have today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this sparked some thoughts on how you can be more grateful. I hope the tactical advice is something that you can implement, whether it's the daily gratitudes or the reminder in your phone. I think that's a really, really good one. I really do encourage you to try that for whatever the reminder is, but use your phone as a tool to help you. But that's that's all I have. I hope it was helpful. If you enjoy these podcasts, thank you. I ask you to share it with one person you think would find meaning or value in it. You can follow along clips from the podcast as well as the program I'm working on for men trying to become the best version of themselves at Vitruvian Gentleman on Instagram. You can follow myself at Z-D-S-C-H-E-N-K-E-N on Instagram. I also have activated a Twitter. I know some of you who are listening may have already followed me there or have seen some of the stuff I've posted on Instagram. My encouragement is to go there. It's a much lower barrier to entry way to communicate my thoughts. I'm trying to be pretty active on there. So you'll get a lot more of my thoughts and opinions on Twitter if you're interested to hear them. So you can follow me at Z-D-S-C-H-E-N-K-E-N. Definitely a lot more unfiltered version of me on on Twitter. So take that for what it's worth and feel free to follow follow along on there. I know I said I would be, I was thinking about doing it and I, I was kind of just sitting there knowing that I wanted to do it and realizing that every other thing that I've delayed doing and then eventually did, I wish I started sooner. So I just pulled the trigger and started it and trying to incorporate it into the daily routine a little bit more now. Some pretty big, exciting changes coming for me in the next few weeks, which I'm excited to share with you all, but I will hold for a little bit longer until everything's finalized. I want to keep that energy protected, but very excited about what the future holds. Expect to hear a lot more from me. Turn of the new year, I'm going to be committing to a minimum of one podcast a week. It'll be a lot more in reach for me, bandwidth wise, and excited to be putting out more, doing more of what I love, and continuing to grow whatever it is that we're putting together here 
and sharing a positive message and seeing what fruit comes of it. For those that have been here since day one, I'm excited for you to be able to claim the day one status when this thing goes big. And I'm eternally grateful for you, for that support, for your continued support. With all of that said, thank you again for spending your time with me today. It is your most valuable resource. Memento Mori, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Vitruvian Man podcast. And if he fails, at least fails while daring great, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat.